Women, you are the queens of our nation, the mother of our home, the pride of our children, a light always left on. You are refined in your ways, a woman of substance, substantially phased by her everyday conscience. A conscience to live in a way that uplifts not just her home, but the home of her brethren, styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, faith. Bring your ears closer now and your mind will explode and be inspired by the words of Cover Mode. Assalamu alaikum and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Cover Mode. I trust you are all having a wonderful and blessed time out with family and friends. For visitors still in Cape Town, welcome. I see the sun has come out today to ensure you enjoy the beauty of our city. We've interviewed many design businesses driven by families on Cover Mode. If you recall Wahida and her mom Fatima Farjan of Sudi's Boutique, sisters Nazifa and Warda Safi of Mod Ish, and the Europa Design Emporium family of sisters Zaytun, Hanifa, Hafida, Nurjan and their mom. The designer featured today is with Zahida Regal and her daughters Sara, Anika, Ra and Radia of Royal Stitch. Later in our beauty segment, Conita Abrams of OnQ Makeup will be giving us advice on how to find and apply foundation. As I know, we sometimes struggle with that. But first, I'd like to welcome the Regal family to Cover Mode. Assalamu alaikum. And welcome to Cover Mode. Um, Royal Stitch, so when did the Regals start designing and why? Uh, okay, the, the Regals together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We started about two years ago. Um, yeah, that's when we got together and decided we're going to start something. And um, obviously, my designing started way before. Oh. I think like back in the 80s. Wow. So, yeah, we're just taking it from there now. And so t t tell us a little bit about your design journey then. Yeah. Um, where did it start? Did it start in kids' clothing? Was it? Um, um, I think, yes, it did. Um, I was actually inspired by my mother. She used to make children's clothing. She had her own label. And I always, you know, wanted to start my own one day. I never got as far as doing that until I started now with my kids. So I think my mom is really the one that inspires me to design. So it really is a family affair. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. Mashallah. And what inspired you to start Royal Stitch? Um, I think my daughters, they inspired me because I, I really wanted to do it, but didn't do it on my own until they came and asked me to start something with them. So was there then quite a gap uh, did you retire at some stage and then um, your I, daughters decided, no, no, Mom, I've got to do this? I've always been sewing. I used to sew for them when they were little ones. Um, so I've always been doing children's clothing. And I used to have a lot of customers also. But at that time, I didn't have a label. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I didn't have a name. So now I have all of that with them. So when it comes to your designs, where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, my inspiration yeah, comes from because smocking is actually uh, a creative 
mm-hmm. you know, comes from your sense of creativity. So I des- design, you know, I see things, colors especially, and nature, and also fashion around the fashion that's mm-hmm. in. The tr- what's the trending, yeah. yeah. What's trending and what's not. Um, yeah, and sometimes the girls also, they have their input. Maybe, I don't know, Sarah would like to say something on that. Sarah? Um, I think our kids inspire us, myself and my sister, we have kids now and just thinking about what we'd like them to have, that inspires us a lot. Are they all girls? Um, there is two girls now and two boys, so yeah, they inspire us. Um, and also, yeah, most of the teens, because we're on the social networks and whatever's trending. And seasons also inspires us a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love the colors that come through and the detail in the work that is just beautiful. And wh- who would you say then is the re- re- Royal Stitch customer? Um, I think Royal Stitch overall aesthetic just appeals to anyone. Like from if it's a grandmother looking for something special to hand down in a family to a young mom looking for something for her kids. Um, it's oh, yes, yes. really for anyone looking for something special, I think. And really the, the garments of Royal Stitch are those garments you place in those boxes. Yes, you know, exactly. they have <laughs> it, it's, it's so stunning and beautiful and smocking is, I mean, I remember when my, my, my girls were, my, my daughter was little, um, that those garments are, are what you look for. Yes. Everyone wants that, you know, beautifully handcrafted garment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I think we grew up with. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, what what do we, what would you say is your best seller? It must definitely be our christening gowns, better known as the Duke Mall dresses. Oh. Um, we try to reinvent that as well, but trying not to steer away from the tradition mm-hmm. that it holds. So um, we came up with a whole lot of new designs. We don't just stick to the long um, dress anymore. We try to reinvent it because nowadays, young moms, we're looking for something new and fresh. So. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely our best seller, yes. Oh, wow. And I'm sure there's many of that now, now lately. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you custom make as well? Um, we don't actually custom make mm-hmm. because we concentrate on our design. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I say, every garment is special. The garment with the colors we choose, like we get together, and, you know, it just really takes all that love and, you know, that, just togetherness to, to decide on the special garment to make it very special for, for our customer also. And then does each one of the family members have a, a specific role to play or are they all part in the same decision making? Um, we all do something different but at the end of the day we actually do everything. My mom is actually the main one to do the sew, <laughs> the actual yeah. sewing but we all do the smocking on the garments. And how long would you say it takes to finish one garment? A lot of time. A lot of people don't even know what smocking is. They think so a let, machine. let's go through that. Let's explain what <laughs> smocking is. Because we're talking about smocking, yeah. you know, assuming everybody knows what yeah. smocking is. But, you know, especially for the young moms who probably not heard it unless they grew up with a dress that was smocked. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's, yeah. Like a lot of young moms that I speak to now, they're purchase a garment but they don't even know the work that went into it they think it's a machine that you our technician abida is talking about yeah she says she's afrikaans 
So, yeah, and she's completely <laughs> lost in terms of what smocking is. So you, we, we need to clarify that for her <laughs> and break it down. Um, uh, yeah, people think we put it in the fabric in a machine and the machine does the work. We, as it's not like that at all. We have to sit down and every line needs to be um, picked up. We kind of pleat the material with the machine and then we smock it with a specific thread. And it takes a really long time to do. Like it can take up to two weeks just to finish one small piece of. So smocking fabric. is a process. Yeah. You one would say yeah. of of the the hand work that is done on a a specific garment. Exactly. And I I've, I've always related smocking to kids' garments. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like because oh, you oh, you think of the smocked dress and you think of the kids' garment. Yeah. Um, adults can no, they have their adults dresses? Can also have mm -hmm. smocking. Yes, beautiful <laughs> garments can be made with smocking. Very very nice because you can use like adults like to to have beautiful uh, expensive garments for special occasions, and you can make beautiful garments with using gold and silver thread. Mm -hmm. and, and that I just was makes about to ask, garment, yeah. in terms of, uh, obviously, every garment color is different. Yeah. So you don't specifically use the same color cotton on every garment. It depends on, on the kind of um, creation or, or design creativity that you want to use on that specific garment. So you could mix the colors up and so forth. Yeah. But we will post a couple of the beautiful garments of Royal Stitch so you can have an idea, Abida, of, <laughs> of what smocking is. And uh, maybe we can ask our guests as well just to send me a couple of pictures of when you're actually doing the work. So, you know, we have an idea of yeah. the detail that goes into it as well. That would be really lovely. I'm sure that our, our listeners would really appreciate understanding the 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 talent that goes behind smocking as well and how many how long have you been doing this how long have you been um using the 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 smocking uh the creative method yeah like i say i've been doing it quite for some i mean some time since back in the 80s i'll say i used to help my mother because mm -hmm. she used to smock and that is how i learned in the same way that they learning from me now so I've been doing smocking ever since, and I really have my mother to thank for that. She's not here today anymore. May Allah grant Jannah. Inshallah, I mean. And yeah, I think she's really the one that, you know, um, the start of of our smocking. And then you 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 mentioned that you don't custom make. So how do you make unique garments, one of each, or do you make a few? and um, put them on display and that's that's it that's you see what you get is what you what you see is what you get i think that's what makes um, real study <laughs> so unique is that any garment you're going to take from us um, no one's going to have the same every garment is unique um, so whatever's on the rail yeah like you say um, but um, yeah, <laughs> which makes it that perfect garment then to we hand down to the next generation. Yes, exactly. So proving that you don't need money to lead a rich life, good friends and a loving family are worth their weight in gold. Are the Regal family designers of Royal Stitch unique for unique hand smocked garments? And we've just explained what 
smocking is and i hope that you, you you now understand but we will give you the picture format of that so you can under, see it for yourself as well and just going to the kids um clothing industry what what's your view on kids fashion in south africa um i think right now i mean you don't have to go far to find kids fashion i mean yeah in south africa there's so many um, local uh, designers coming up and um, but I still feel like we've kind of felt there was a gap for originality something fresh something new um, something where you put your whole your love and mm -hmm. effort into it and not just mass produce one thing yeah so I think I think people are also becoming a little bit tired of retail yeah. and seeing the same thing over and over again. Even if it's a trend, it's it's in your face all the time. And we're looking for those things that are are unique. And who doesn't love to dress up their little girls? Exactly. You know. <laughs> and uh, what what with with the many retail shops offering kids clothing, what is unique about Royal Stitch? Um, like we said, I I don't think that. If you have a real stitch garment, it's something you're just going to throw in the giveaway pile. You're going to want to keep it for your grandkids, for your great-grandkids. You're going to want to pass it down somewhere. You're not just going to give it away. And it has that sentimental feel to it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's what smocking is. And when you look at it, you fall in love with it. Oh. And you just want to hold on to it. And yeah, for us as females, we hold on to a lot. <laughs> hey? What has been your biggest challenge to date? I think biggest challenge is time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because smoking, like she said, it takes a lot of time. And I think time is always against us. Sometimes you need to finish garments at a, you know, you've got a, a certain time. You have to work in a certain time frame. And sometimes yes. also customers, they don't want to wait. Mm -mm. So, yeah, I think time is the biggest challenge for us, yeah. So, uh, again, how long does it take to finish your garment? Well, like she says, also, while I'm sewing, they do the smocking. Mm -hmm. But the smocking will take, like, about, say, two weeks, maybe. Wow. Yeah, if they really want to push it, they can mm -hmm. take less than that. But I need the smocking before I can put the garment together. Ah. So, you see, everything... Uh, takes time. There's a, st there's a process and stage yeah. of, of how things flow. And uh, what are your highlights then? You've just told me your challenges, yeah. time. What I would you consider as your highlight? I think the biggest highlight is really when someone comes and they fall in love with your work. And we've wanted to give up so many times, like every day. But the moment someone comes and they look at the garment, they purchase it and they send you those nice messages and it just makes everything worth it. And I think that's really one of our highlights. Oh, that is beautiful. Yes. And where would you like to see Royal Stitch in the future? Um, I think in the near future we have a lot of plans for Royal Stitch. Um, at the moment, if I can just put this in there, that mm -hmm. we are—we don't want to go forward alone. So what we want to do is um, start a learn-to-earn program oh. where we can teach people how to smock. And um, once they've acquired that skill, they can earn money on their own, making little things. Um, so inshallah, 
if anyone is interested, they can always email us. That's a great trade to pass on. What what would the email address be? Uh, that is royalstitchco, one word, at gmail.com. Um, the dates are not confirmed yet, but they can still email us and we can always just get back so to At least them. if they can leave their details, details or information with you, then when you are ready um, with your training program, and then um, you can let them know. Yeah. That's great. You know, it's holiday time as well. What have you been doing on this? Uh, do you even get a break? Because yeah, <laughs> I'm wondering if you're still smocking and have uh, a lot of uh, garments to finish off. Does Royal Stitch take breaks? Well, yeah, I do. We do take breaks. <laughs> um, like now holiday, I'm just taking it easy, not going into the sewing room at all. Yeah, yeah until Tuesday when we're back in the room again and have to start working again. And is it difficult to shut shut off, like away from work? Well, for me, I think it's difficult because I'm at home and uh -huh. we're working from home. So I will always, you know, want to go back into the <laughs> room. But I just told myself now, yeah, this is holiday and I have to just relax and wait till Tuesday. <laughs> and what would you consider the benefits of working as a family? Um, benefits. <laughs> we fight a lot. Um, during work times, but I mean, what family doesn't? We have a very good relationship um, when we're working and mm -hmm. out of work, alhamdulillah. So um, I think it's really nice that um, we can do it together because mm -hmm. we can communicate like we want to and voice our opinions without That's why you fight holding a lot. back. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, mm -hmm. easy, it's really nice. Yeah. And I guess it, you also know each other's strengths and weaknesses yeah. and you play on that and that works to your favor as well. Yeah. Wonderful. Do you have any guests that are in Cape Town or family that you'd like to greet? Uh, we don't have any guests here, I don't yeah, think. But we can greet our family. Oh, you, of course we <laughs> can. Of course we can. Yeah, I'd like to say to my brothers and sisters, I hope they're listening to the program. Um, well, I'm say salam to them but I will see them this afternoon inshallah and also what yeah brothers and sisters I yeah, don't know Sarah wants to send a message to thank our family also for supporting us our husbands oh, our and my husband and <laughs> my father for all his patience <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah and I don't worry until she covered it. Yeah. She, com she covered <laughs> the, the husband there, husbands the father. Husbands have a lot of patience <laughs> so we must thank them yes oh yes would you ever take your work home your mommy works from home, so I don't we know do. how she We <laughs> forced to. Yeah. Uh, we all are forced to take smoking mm -hmm. home because, like I said, it takes a lot of time. So what if I don't finish, I have to do at home. So at least we know, you know, it's, there's a lot of sweat and, and that goes into finishing off that garment. So once you buy that royal stitch garment, it really is unique. It's handmade. And it is that, that garment that you pass on to the next generation. And um, I, I think I still have my daughter's smock garment. I think she had a pretty little white one with the white stitching and everything mm. on it as well. I mean, pure white is always, I don't know, it's beautiful and amazing. It's so precious. Um, and if you'd like to see some of their work, where do they find you? Um, I think you, you, you have an Instagram page. We have an Instagram page, which I do keep it updated all the time. Um, that's at royal underscore stitch. Um, people can like it, share it. Um, otherwise, um, we do viewings by appointment only because oh. we work from home. So they can contact um, either my mom or me on 084 
62338389 or they can email us and mm-hmm. just um, arrange an appointment or and that email at, at that email address royalstitchco at gmail.com yes that's right Lovely. And since most of us are on holiday or in holiday mode, the first group of food, though the first group of food usually to come out are luxuries and junk food. And literally they call it junk food. They call it junk food. Year is the best way to break a bad habit. And I know it's holiday and I know those are the first few things, but I thought, you know what? Perhaps I should um, enlighten you with some ways that you can break those bad habits um, after the holidays, after the holidays. (laughs) One, change things up. Altering your environment can be immensely helpful while you're in the process of creating a new habit, even if it's just moving the chips to the back of the cupboard. Two, take your time. Give yourself a realistic timeline for cutting back on the bad habit. Go two days without that chocolate. Give yourself a day off and try three days next time. Three, tell a friend or get someone to support you. It may sound corny to share your goals with friends and family who can amp you up about getting there, but the added feelings of congratulations and validation can be a powerful force to keep you on track. And if you backslide into that bad habit, it happens. Embrace it. Look at the situation, figure out what triggered you back into your old ways and make a note to learn from it in the future. And remember, rather than beat yourself up when you're already down, it's all about moving forward. And here's a healthy takeaway for you. Our brains form habits for the not small task of giving us, of keeping us alive and learning new things. And while it's tough, breaking a bad one is doable. Context cues play a major role. So forming a new habit is the best method to change your ways. Keep it simple and aim to please yourself. And the bad habit will eventually fade away. Um, we will be joined with on cue makeup artist Conita Abrams after the break. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, and faith. This is Cover Mode. In our beauty segment today, Carnita Abrams of On Cue Makeup shares the what and how of foundation. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Cover Mode, Carnita. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Shukran for having me, Rishan. Pleasure, Carnita. Carnita, your journey to reaching a professional makeup artistry uh, career, how, how, how did it get there? I've actually, I've loved makeup for, I think, all my life. So I've been in the makeup industry for many, many years. I only started, I think, on Q Makeup about five years ago, but I was doing makeup way before then. I mean, I was doing makeup with my mom. I was doing makeup for friends and family, for weddings and functions. So I think it was just a journey that was going to end up with having a, a career in makeup. I can only imagine you as a little girl. Your play area was your mom's room. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> what do you enjoy most about the makeup artist career? I think the most satisfying thing for me is the the look on a woman's face, you mm-hmm. know, when I'm finished doing her makeup and she sees herself in the mirror and just that look of, you know, she feels beautiful and she mm-hmm. feels confident and the fact that I 
was able to be a part of that. I think that is the most satisfying thing for me at the end of the day. Because sadly, a lot of women also don't see their natural beauty. No, they don't. And a lot of women also hide behind makeup and they mm -hmm. don't see how just a little bit of makeup yes. can transform you. Mm -hmm. So I think that is also something that is so important just to teach women that you don't need to wear too much mm. or not too little, but just something that makes you feel good when you look in, in the mirror. And funny enough, sometimes when you're, you've only, you're only wearing foundation, you feel like, okay, I put something on. Yes, <laughs> you're just covering up a little bit of, you know, that, unfortunate pumple that you get mm -hmm. or that mark that you have in your face and just covering that up a little bit just just building up a little bit of self-esteem and you mm -hmm. look in the mirror and you feel you know you can actually take on that day mm -hmm. and, and sometimes about you know feeling good for yourself yes mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing how long have you been in the makeup artist industry um, I started the business five years ago but um, before that, I was already doing, you know, makeup on the mm -hmm. sideline, doing makeup for weddings and family and friends. So it's probably been 15 years. Wow, that yeah. is long and you look so young. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what would you consider the highlights of your career? You know, Rishan, I think... I can't actually pinpoint one specific highlight. Mm -hmm. I think the whole journey has been a highlight. I've met so many amazing people, amazing photographers. I've worked on productions and ads. I've worked for ETV. I've met celebrities. So I think the whole journey in itself has been one big highlight. And I'm just looking forward to continuing on that, you know, and building on Q Makeup and just seeing where it goes. You look like you're having lots of fun in the process. I am. I'm <laughs> actually really enjoying it. Are there any tough times? Are there, these, are there any tough part of this industry? I think the toughest part has been... Um, you know, the time management, because you work such um, different hours, you work um, early in the morning and sometimes productions are longer yeah. than what you expect it to be. Um, so I think that has been now with the wedding season. I mean, you work every weekend. So I think that has been a bit of a just time management has mm -hmm. been a bit of. But Alhamdulillah, I'm so, so grateful for, you know, where I've come and with the grace of Allah I, and has given me the strength to actually, you know, push through. So Alhamdulillah. Um, and anyone wanting to become makeup artists, what, what, where would their journey start? I think it is important that you actually get the qualifications. I mm -hmm. mean, I I studied at many makeup schools because you need to have the good foundation. You need to know what you're doing. You can't just go out there and because you can do makeup on yourself mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you can do it on different faces mm, every day. Because yes, you, you know? know your own face. Yes. So there are lots of women that are good at doing makeup but only on themselves. Ah. So I think you need to get the qualifications and then it comes with time. You have to, you know, work and practice and gain the experience. And what about those people who don't necessarily want to become makeup artists, but they just like to perfect some of their, you know, of what they're doing. Some people can't put eyeliner on mm -hmm. or um, they, they, they maybe just want to know and we're going to go through the foundation, for example. Yeah. Where, where do they go? Well, I have started running makeup workshops. Ah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, and that is actually being directed at the everyday woman mm -hmm. just to show you how to do makeup on yourself and how to do the applications correctly, what, how to get the right foundation, how to use eyeliner. 
Um, you know, contouring is a big thing right <laughs> now. So I focus on just a little bit of contouring, how to do eyeshadow correctly, going from a day look to a night look. So those are the things that I'm featuring in the workshops. And that is for the everyday woman, mm-hmm. you know, just to come to the workshops, enjoy the day at the workshop, to spend a day with other women talking about makeup and having a fun day. Lovely. And wh- when do you have these workshops? I've been having them um, every three months. Mm-hmm. So the next work up, workshop coming up is on the 13th of August. It's aimed at Women's Month as well. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah, so that's the next one coming up, and I'm really looking forward to it. All right, so we'll obviously get some more details from you um, when Definitely. you're ready with all of those. Yes. Beauty without modesty is like a conversation without honesty, says Buna Muhammad. Professional makeup artist, founder, and owner of OnQ Makeup, Konita Abrams, is going to talk us through foundation. Konita, not everyone wants a heavy look with bold eyes and lips, and uh, sometimes we want a good, clean face, and sometimes a good, clean face is sometimes all that is needed for a more natural appeal. So let's talk foundations. How do we select a foundation? That's the hardest part, Rashan. I think that you, you know, that concept of walking into a shop and you put the foundation on your hand yes. and you're trying to select the correct color. Unfortunately, that is the wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to put the foundation on your face or on your jawline to see if the color actually matches up with your neck and your face and like you were saying earlier a lot of women don't want that heavy coverage Mm -hmm. so you need to find something um, like a liquid foundation or bb cream which is a beauty balm that just gives you that light finish but it actually gives you the coverage that you want so just everything smoothens out oh that's what that's for yes but you do actually have to go into a shop you Mm. have to go and sit in the chair and let them test out the different shades because you don't want to spend a lot of money on a foundation and end up with the wrong color when you get and back home. And strange enough, some sh- some yes. labels you go and they're quite ready to sell mm. you something. Um, where one I went to recently, uh, the lady said, the makeup artist told me, you know, I don't want to sell you anything and I don't have the time right now. But I prefer that you come in and we, we check your skin tone and what's going to work with your skin and or, or with your color. And um, and then I'll rather give you a sample for you to try first before you buy, because you literally are spending lots of money buying exactly. those bottles. And um I'm not going to waste money. <laughs> no, I agree with you. It's happened to me as well. When you walk into the shop, mm-hmm. they do the foundation and you walk out into the natural light and yes. you look completely oh different. Like, like ghost. You, yes, or, or you look yeah. orange yes. and you look like, yes. you know, just your face is tanned, mm-hmm. not the rest of your body. <laughs> so my best advice to everyday women is to actually go into the shop, like you said, let them test it. Walk outside and have a look at what you look like. Take the tester and then apply it at home to see that, you know, you're doing it the same way that she did it so that you know that you're not going to be wasting your money on Mm -hmm. something that actually doesn't work for you. And do we ever go a shade lighter or darker? Uh, Surprisingly, you do. You must remember in summer you Ah. do go, (laughs) yes, in summer you go a little bit darker, maybe a little bronzed or for those women that are lucky enough to tan. Um, So that might be when you do do a foundation that is a little bit darker. And in summer, you, I mean, winter, you don't, you don't go out in the sun that much. So you look a bit pale and then your foundation might need a shade lighter. 
but it is not that often. I mean, I'm not someone that tans at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, I, I, my shade stays the same throughout the year. But then one really needs to know your own skin and how how you know changes through the the seasons. Concealer. Um, mm. When do we use concealer? You know those pesky little um, dark circles under the eyes when we haven't slept Mm -hmm. or that red pimple that pops up now and again? When you want to conceal something, so the foundation is there as just, like they say, foundation, so you lay that all over your skin. But everything that still shines through, like that mark that you can still see under the foundation, you'll get a concealer just to hide that specific mark or pimple, like I said. But... Your concealer will then be a shade lighter mm. than your foundation. Ah, so try wow. not to get a f- concealer that is the same color because then it will defeat the purpose. It needs to actually be just a little bit lighter. But w- does that mean that the concealer will then act as a, a foundation if it's the same color? Yes, exactly, because then it won't really hide what you So why can't I then just take a foundation <laughs> that's lighter? It's not going to. It's, you need something a little bit stronger. Something that is a little bit more heavy duty, let's Mm -hmm. put it that way. Because a concealer, you get a cream concealer where your foundation is a liquid and, you know, it just glides on, gives you that finish. Where the concealer actually gives you the coverage of hiding that, you know, dark circle or that mark or that red pimple or just getting away the things that shine through your foundation. Okay. So I I guess you've explained the different types of concealers as well. Um, I think there's... A misconception between concealer and corrector. Oh, all there right. we go. All right. Yeah, um, the correctors are those ones, those orange and green and red. You'll see them on the side. Then you'll worry, what is that? What am I supposed thinking, to do with who it? Has a green face, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but what it actually does, it even evens out your skin. So you know, if you have a red pimple. So you'll use um, the green tone. Oh, all right. Oh, and you'll cover that and it will actually just equalize it out. And then you'll have the dark circles under your eyes. So you'll use the orange tone. So you'll place that corrector before you place your foundation or your, or your concealer. So you put on your corrector so that orange on the dark circle will be placed under your eyes. You will then place your foundation over that and then your concealer if need be. Okay, very, very interesting. Now, I, yes. I know the differences between those orange. I, I think I used to call them green stuff. I know what they were for. Now I know they're called correctors. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And um, just on those foundations again, mm-hmm. your people have different skin types. Yes. Uh, dry skin, oily dry skin. combination, oily. So how do you know which ones? Because there's cream foundations. There's, there's the powder foundations. Yes. I'll go through it quickly. Um, the... For a person with a dry skin, I advise that you use a liquid foundation because that will at least help you with the dryness of it. And if you've got an oily skin, you want to absorb all that oil. So you'd go with a powder foundation. So you blend through the powders and it will absorb all that oil. Then you won't have that shine on your skin. Where you've got a dry skin, you don't want to add to that dryness by adding this all this powder. And you know when you look at some people, they look so pasted and we don't want that so what we do is we for a dry skin we'll use the liquid foundation 
And that's also why the BB creams are so good. All right. Yeah. And then for an oily skin, try and go for a powder foundation. You know, you get the one with a powder puff brush inside. Yes. That is what it's for. So you <laughs> you pat. I always tend to put yeah. this. You always like you put too much because yeah. too much comes out. Yes. So what you do is you pat it on lightly mm-hmm. all over your skin. And like something that I do advocate is having a blending brush. Mm-hmm. Which I know very few women do. I think um, we'll need to invite you again for for brushes. And, <laughs> yes, I'd like that, Sean. <laughs> so blend through all your foundation, which is very important because you don't want to have all this, you know, blotches everywhere. Um, so that's yeah, what you should do. All right. So now now we know about the different foundations mm-hmm. and the concealers and the correctors, but. <laughs> How do we apply? How do we go about covering? And are there different methods for covering? There is. And um, the one method I've seen lots of women do is the one where they use their fingers. They literally put the foundation on mm-hmm. their hands and paste is, it all is that over. okay? No. Oh. <laughs> what you want to do is you don't want to use too much foundation. You want to use as little as possible and blend that through to even out all over the skin. So I do say get a a brush you get a foundation brush you apply a little bit on the brush and you put that you blend it all over your skin you spread it evenly everywhere and you blend it through with the powder foundation you get the puff and that also helps you and the little pad that you get in shops like Diskem and clicks you get those little pads um the sponges yes. those are also very nice because you're not using too much and you don't want to waste your foundation mm-hmm. So you get you a sponge and you apply your foundation with the sponge. All right. And uh, what would you say, uh, if we can finish off, what are the autumn or winter trends? Um, do we follow trends? I think, uh, what would you say? Is it? Um, you know, I follow, I look at all the trends that are going around all the time, but I try and stay true to myself. What works for me? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go for the black lips um, when it just doesn't suit me at all. But the trend for winter and autumn coming up is um, the dark cherry lips mm-hmm. or the black currant lip and also matte, a matte finish. So try and get your skin as matte as possible. You don't want to have a lot of shine on it. A nice matte skin. Keep Get a nice powder maybe to finish off your foundation. And so the, makes, the powder, like you said, takes yes, the shine away. That's it. And it also makes your foundation last oh. so much longer. So you don't Doesn't apply. Doesn't make you look a little bit... Well, maybe not. We naturally do have a bit of shine. Yes. So we just want to take that away a bit. Mm-hmm. And then, like the trend I said was coming up is the black currant lips. So you can get your black currant lip liner and, you know, put on that color. It's nice purples, dark purples. And that's, I think, the most common trend going to be working through for winter and autumn. All right. And uh, in terms of of um, how we get in touch with you. Where do we find you? How do we? And I think you've got a lot of inspirational pics as well on Instagram. Yes. Um, definitely on Instagram, like you said, I have a website, which is www.onqmakeup.com. All information can be found on there. You can contact me through Facebook, through my website. You can also contact me via email, which is onqmakeup at gmail.com. Um, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. But... All social medias, Facebook, Instagram, the website, 
And it's all yeah. just on cue makeup. It's all on cue makeup. Perfect. Yes. Shukran, so much for coming to the studio and sharing us, uh, sharing with us the. It's um, been an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, the roots of foundation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, and I'm sure that we we're all going to go and try it out and and probably make better choices or selections when we do. Um, uh, select or find the right foundation for our skins as well as apply it correctly without our fingers. Yes. And we get those blending brushes. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Shukran so much to you and assalamu alaikum to you. Walaikum salam. Um, and if you didn't manage to get all the details of our guest today, you can go to cover mode on face on our Facebook page and I'll post the details there. For today's rendition of cover mode, I lo- I'll leave you with this quote by Ali ibn Abi Talib. Beautiful people are not always good, but good people are always beautiful. From me, Rashan Isaacs, have a wonderful day further. Assalamu alaikum. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, and faith. This is Cover Mode.